With everyone looking to shrink their bill these days, Dunn Stores gives you new ways to save on your shop with double savers. First, you'll save in the aisles when you fill your trolley with fantastic low prices across thousands of great products. Then, you'll save again at the till with our 10 or 50 grocery voucher. Shrink your bill with double savers, new from Dunn Stores. Dunn Stores, always better value. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher can be used on next grocery shop of 50 euro or more. talking and Don, I know you were trying to be clever, but why in the world would you introduce me as the Sheik of Araby? Well, Jack, we've been in Palm Springs all week and you yourself told me you were living in a tent. A tent? No, no, Don, you misunderstood me. I said I was living at the El Contento. Oh. It's a very nice place, so there's no connection between me and a sheep. But, Jack, at 8 o'clock this morning, I saw you in a long robe walking down Palm Canyon Drive with a dagger in your hand. That was a toothbrush. I was on my way to the washroom. <laughs> you and your big mouth. The guy can't have any privacy. Well, in, in that case, Jack, I'm sorry. No, 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 Don. Now that I think of it, I'm glad that you called me the Sheik of Araby. Because tonight, into your tent, I'll creep and rip up your contract. <laughs> so watch it, shrimp boat. <laughs> Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Well, now we have the usual question. Well, Mary, what have you been doing since we got to Palm Springs? Oh, I did some swimming, played some tennis, and yesterday, for the first time, I went horseback riding. Oh, so that's where you were yesterday. Yeah. Huh? First, I went on a breakfast ride, and when I got back from that, I went on a lunch ride. Uh When I got back from that, I went on a steak ride. (laughs) When I got back from that, I went on a moonlight barbecue ride. Mary, how could you eat so much? Who ate? Somebody put glue on my saddle. (laughs) Mary, you mean all day yesterday you were stuck to the saddle? Today, too. Why do you think I'm wearing this long skirt? (laughs) Oh, oh. When you came through the door, I thought you were hinting for a game of leapfrog. (laughs) Well, anyway, Jack... That gag was a tape show. We'd have to take it out, I think. (laughs) Anyway, Jack, you look wonderful. What have you been doing? Well, Mary, every morning I take a long walk and I'm... Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello. Well, Dennis, now that you're here... Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Benny. Don't you notice anything different about me? Different? No. Well, look, man, look! I'm looking, I'm looking. Well, can't you see anything different about me? No. 
Gee, and everybody told me I'd look better with a mustache. But, Dennis, you haven't got it. Oh, darn it, I left it in my pocket. (laughs) That's the silliest thing I ever heard. Imagine going out and buying a false mustache. Dennis, if you think you look better in a mustache, why don't you grow one? If I grew one, I couldn't take it off when I go to bed. Well, why in the world would you want to take your mustache off when you go to bed? Because I talk in my sleep and it tickles. (laughs) Dennis, change the subject, will you? Okay. Hey, Mary. Mary, come here a minute, will you? Come over here. What is it, Dennis? I really played a joke on Mr. Benny yesterday. Well, what'd you do? Well, I heard that you were going out on a breakfast ride, and I figured that Mr. Benny would go with you. So I put some glue on one of the saddles. (laughs) Mary. Mary, don't you think that's funny? If I could get my feet out of the stirrup, I'd kick you right in the head. Mary, come back here, will you? All right, folks, up until now, this program's been flopping, but now Harris is here, and things will start flopping. Stay it on me. Everybody loves a baby. That's why I'm in love with you. Well, pretty babe, yeah. Bill, what stroke of modesty caused you to sneak in like that, you know? No modesty, Jackson. I just thought I'd liven things up. Hey, we got a guest star, the Lone Ranger. That's Mary. I'll explain oh. it to you later. <laughs> anyway, Phil, now that we're here, suppose we... Wait a minute, Phil. What's that you got in your hand? Palm Springs Martini. A Palm Springs Martini? I never heard of that. How do they make it? Same as a regular martini, only instead of an olive, you use a date. <laughs> a martini with a date in it? After the fourth one, you don't even bother to spit out the pits. <laughs> Look, Phil. Shake me, Jackson, and listen to me rattle. Oh, Mr. Benny, do you want me to do my song now? Well... Wait a minute. First the Lone Ranger, and now Tom Dewey. Dennis, take off that mustache. Hello, Tom. You want to sing? Go ahead. Have you ever heard the story of how Ireland got its name? I'll tell you so you'll understand from when old Ireland came. No wonder that we're proud of that dear land across the sea. For here's the way me dear old Dotted it with silver 
Kids, I have something important to tell the audience. Oh, Mr. Benny, do you mind if I say something now that we're in Palm Springs, huh? What is it, Dennis? Suntan oils, cactus plants, and tumbleweeds. <laughs> Suntan oil, cactus plants, and tumbleweeds? What's that? Well, if we can't be funny, let's be topical. Dennis, what makes you act so silly? Phil gave me a date, and boy, was the juice strong. <laughs> Be quiet, will you? Now, listen, kids. I have something important I want to tell the audience. It's a real surprise. Oh, Don, did you hire that trio you told me about? Yeah, they should be here any minute. Good. What's this about a trio? Well, Mary, Don found a famous singing group right here in Palm Springs that are going to sing the song I wrote. When you say I beg your pardon, <laughs> then I'll come back to you. No, 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 Jackson, not that one. Straighten my hair. Tell everybody I got nine toes, but don't sing that song. <laughs> now, Please! Wait. Now, wait a minute, Phil. Phil, that's a wonderful song. It's a wonderful song, and someday it'll be one of the biggest hits in the country. Yet at every opportunity, you kids knock it. I don't like it either, and I'm full of date juice. <laughs> now, cut that out. Look, kids, I don't want to hear any more about... I'll get it. Hello? I have a long-distance call for Jack Benny. Long-distance? Put them on. Here's your party. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny. This is Rochester. <laughs> Rochester, why is this call long distance? I left you at my hotel. I'm calling from the washroom. 
forgot your electric razor again. I don't care what I forgot. You have to call me in the middle of my broadcast? The middle of your broadcast? Certainly. It's a quarter after four. It's a quarter after five here. <laughs> what? The washroom's on mountain time. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Roger, how'd you know I left my electric razor in the washroom? I followed the cord from the hotel. Oh. And say, boys. What? I found out why your electric razor went dead while you were shaving this morning. Why? The super chief ran over the cord in Cougamonga. <laughs> I knew something happened. Now, Rochester, take my things back to the hotel, then press my gray suit, lay out my shirts and tie, and be sure boss, that... Boss, boss, I can't hear you. You have to talk louder. What's the matter? The Greyhound bus just pulled in this place of the madhouse. Oh. Well, never mind, Rochester. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now, let's see. Um, what were we talking about? Your lousy song. We were talking about the trio that's coming over to sing. Jackson, you're not really going to have that song sung on the radio, are you? Why, certainly, Phil. It's beautiful. When you say, I beg your pardon, then I'll come back to you. When you ask me to forgive you, I'll return. Like the swallows at Serrano, return to Capistrano. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. Mary, why don't you get a chair and sit down? Who needs a chair? <laughs> Never mind. Come in. Well, Jack, it's the Guadalajara Trio, the fellows who are going to do your song. Oh, come on in, fellas. Come on in. through with this? Certainly, Mary. Now, I'll admit that the melody might not be the greatest, but the lyrics. Wait till you hear the words sung by professional singers. Take it, fellas. When you say I beg your pardon, then I'll come back to you. Mary, just listen to these lyrics. Cuando digas te a ti Boys in English. Boys, look at my program doesn't go to Mexico. Look. Look, fellas, no, look, I wanted to understand the words. You see, I wrote the, I wrote it in English, fellas, boys. No, boys, I don't want it that way. Look, wait a minute. Wait a minute, boys. Wait a minute, fellas. Wait a minute! I thought they were going to sing my song in English. Well, Jack, so did I. That's what their manager told me. Their manager? Where is he? Well, that's him, standing right over there. Well, I want to talk to him. Hey, you, come here a minute. Are you the manager of the Guadalajara Trio? Si. <laughs> well, 
Well, they do popular songs, don't they? See. Well, can't at least one of them speak English? See. Which one? She. You mean he? She. What's his name? Sai. Sai? She. Sing that in. G. G? C. All right, fellas, you can go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as is our custom here in Palm Springs, tonight we are going to present our annual Palm Springs murder mystery entitled. Hold it, Benny, hold it, hold it. Huh? Hey, kids, it's Charlie Farrell. That's me, Charlie Farrell, mayor of the town and owner of the racket club and star of Eighth Heaven. Eighth Heaven? Charlie, that's Seventh Heaven. Everything's a little higher in Palm Springs. (laughs) I wouldn't know. I'm on mountain time. (laughs) Anyway, Charlie, what'd you interrupt for? We're about to start our sketch. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. I've been sitting out in the audience waiting for this. Now, every year you come down here to Palm Springs and do a play called Murder at the Racket Club, and it's giving my joint a bad name. Why, Charlie, that's ridiculous. It's all done in fun. Nobody believes it. Well, that's where you're wrong. Only last week, some people from New York were staying at the racket club, and they came over to me and wanted to know where the body was lying. Really? Yeah, fortunately, Phil Harris was there, so I could show them one. <laughs> oh, well, Charlie, after all, it doesn't make any difference. It's just a play. But it's ridiculous, Jack. We've never had a murder at the racket club. We have a suicide every day or so, but no murder. <laughs> Suicides? Yeah, when people get their bills. It sounds like the 4th of July. Shouldn't have stopped in the middle of the sentence there, but it's all right. No kidding. Anyway, Jack... reads it fine. Anyway, Jack, as a favor to me, I wish you wouldn't do murder at the racket club. Okay, Charlie, if you feel that way about it, we won't do murder at the racket club. We'll set the scene somewhere else. Thank you, Jack. Take it down. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're doing a brand new play entitled The Palm Springs Murder Mystery, or... The sun went down at 3.59, and the body was cold at 4. <laughs> Curtain music! My name is Captain O'Venny. I'm the retired chief of police of Palm Springs. At the moment, I'm in my cabin out in the desert writing my memoir. This is easy for me as I have a pen that writes under sand. (laughs) A retired police chief has much to remember. Oh, darn it, always interruption. I'll never get my memoirs written. Hello? Hello. Is this the former chief of Benny? Speaking. Good. I'd like to report a murder. But I'm retired. Why call me? I try to get Sam Spade, but he's on another network. Oh, What do you want? What's wrong? Well, I don't like to spoil your day, but my husband has just been murdered. Oh, he has, eh? You know who murdered your husband? No. Well, uh, have you got any ideas? 
Now that he's dead, yes. Well, I'll get the police. I'll get the police and come right over. Goodbye. Goodbye, Chiefy. The second after we had hung up, I realized I hadn't asked this girl her name, address, or phone number. I was really retired. I knew I'd need all the police help I could get on this case, so I went to the phone. Hello, Palm Springs Police Station. Let me speak to the new police chief. Yes, sir. Oh, it's chief, it's for you. Ah, how do you do, how do you do, and how do you do? Sure and be God and Faith and McCutcheon, it's a pleasure to be at the throne the Blarney with you. Police Chief O'Day himself speaking in truth and be God and it is in truth and faith and be God and it is in truth and faith. <laughs> O'Day, this is former Captain O'Benny. Oh, I thought you were a tourist. They expect us policemen to be Irish. <laughs> now listen, O'Day, there's been a murder committed. Well, come on over. Me and me boys will help you solve the crime. <laughs> I hung up the phone and rushed over to the police station. I didn't have a car. There were no trolleys or buses. And I couldn't get a cab, so I decided to walk. This was the longest walk I had taken without my robe on. <laughs> For the next four hours, we questioned everybody. Our search even took us out into the desert. There I saw an Indian sitting by his fire. I decided to question him, too. And I knew he'd tell me the truth because he was using his blanket to sweep away the smoke screen of Duffel Talk. I walked over to him and said, Are you an Indian? Ugh. You live out here in the desert? Ugh. Have you lived out here in the desert long? Ugh. I'm going to ask some questions and I want the truth. See? See? This Indian had a little Spanish blood in him. Tell me, are you married? See. Si. Have you been married long? See. Si. Is your wife pretty? Ugh. Ugh? See. Si. Now look, there was a murder committed here in Palm Springs. Where were you last night? Me have perfect alibi for last night. An alibi, eh? Well, all right, where were you? You follow um me. Me take um you there. I followed um him, and he took him me there. I found out later this was the Iroquois version of Come On to My House. <laughs> he took me inside a place that looked vaguely familiar. There was a man standing in the shadows. Then the Indian said, Me was here last night. You asked that man there. Him prove my alibi, no double talk. Okay, I'll ask him. Hey, you, was this Indian here all last night? Yes, he was running my projector. I was showing 7th Heaven. But your prices should be 10th Heaven already. Over there. Well, I guess his alibi... Wait a minute. Now, Jack, you promised me there wouldn't be any more murder mysteries here at the racket club. I can't help it, Charlie. This Indian led me here, and I'll have to make an investigation. Tell me the names of all the guests. I don't know all their names. Look in the register. Okay, I will. Not that one. <laughs> You're going to answer some questions. No, I'm not. Now, you promised me to stay out of the racket club. But there's been a murder here. Now, where's the body? Here I am, Chiefy. I mean the dead one. 
and take off that saddle. Now, Farrell, there's been a murder committed here, and I'm going to find out who did it. I'm going to question everybody in the place. First, I'll go into the bar. Now, listen, men. I'm here to... Mary. Mary's the Guadalajara Trio. And they're singing my song in English. In English. Keep it up, boys. Keep it up. At Serrano, return to Capistrano. Written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balder, John Packerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. This is the CBS Radio Network.